0: You're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only Lucas Askew. Hello world, welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. I am, if you hadn't guessed by the narcissistic intro, I am Lucas Askew. I am sure glad you are here. Wow, what a past week here, not just in the United States, in the world, um, if you were a, a wall building supply company, you definitely hit the jackpot, uh, as you may have the largest project in the history of wall building on your hands in a few short months. Um, but if you were the majority of America, you were you were definitely left wondering, what has our society come to be? Yes, what was supposedly only a one percent chance, eighteen short months ago, came true last week, Mister Donald J W. However many initials he has. Trump won the U.S. presidential election. Now, I'm not going to go into great depth on this podcast. as I feel in the past week we've seen, we've heard enough uh, opinion articles. Uh, This was a a long, bitter campaign, and I don't want to prolong it even more. Um, Plus, I'm basically the the Jay Leno of podcasting. Uh, Jay Leno, for those not familiar, former host of The Tonight Show was known for being safe and not really picking a side. Um, but I, I feel that this past presidential election was so divisive, or well, at least touch on it, uh, before we get into our topic uh, for, for this week. Um, so for all, all those people out there saying how Bernie Sanders would have trounced Trump had he actually earned the de- Democratic nomination uh, and not Hillary, just stop it. Like We don't need hi- more hypothetical scenarios What this country truly needs is more unity. The people may not agree on every issue. Uh, that's That would be foolish to think everyone would. We're so different in the way that we're made up and the way that we're brought up. But human decency and, and making decisions that are better for this collective nation, that should rule the day. Um, as someone who was unable to vote, the byproduct of being Canadian, it's amazing to hear the anger and emotion that is omitted through talking about either candidate, Hillary or or Donald. And as President Obama would tell people, don't boo, go vote. But now that the election's over, don't riot. Don't riot. Unite. Do something. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying don't stand up and press Washington to make effective decisions for this country, but do so in a, a constructive manner that doesn't continue to further divide and really etch this, these polar opposite views uh, of this country. I came to the U.S. about seven years ago uh, because of great opportunities that are provided to its citizens and non-resident aliens like myself. Um, and my hope and my prayers are that it doesn't, these things don't deteriorate because members of both sides of the aisle don't want to make concessions uh, to move this country forward. So Enough heaviness for one segment. Uh, Let's take a break. uh, Get into the meat and potatoes of today's podcast. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by The Sock Club. Knitted pillows for your feet. Now, I don't know about you, but I can get tired quickly of the same clothes day after day, week after week, month after month. I need a boost of excitement, some sort of spark to add a little flair to my routine wardrobe. That is where the Sock Club comes in. Founded in Austin, Texas, the Sock Club designs high-quality, American-made socks that will make a fashion statement in whatever setting you are in. Each month, the team of master knitters come together and create a unique sock design. By subscribing to the Sock Club, you can have a fresh pair delivered to your doorstep each month. I've been a member now for a couple months, and I still get giddy when I see that package on my front door. With the holidays around the corner, this makes a perfect stocking stuffer for even the hardest person to shop for. Plus, you can continue the holiday spirit year-round with the Sock Club's 12-month subscription model. Signing up is easy. So just head to SockClub.com and select the option that works best for you. And there you go. The Sock Club, keeping toes warm and wardrobes popping since 2012. Welcome back to the Luke Saski Experience. Today's discussion topic today, Thanksgiving. Yes, we're only about a week away from what I feel is the greatest holiday on the U.S. calendar. Now, you can say Christmas, you can say Easter, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. No. Thanksgiving, I believe, is the greatest holiday um, that is on this calendar. And I'll tell you, tell you a few reasons. Even though I've only actually experienced a few of these during my life, I, I do think it's one of the best design holidays. First of all, it's on a Thursday Who doesn't love getting the Thursdays off, especially when a lot of companies will actually give their employees Friday off as well? Boom. That's it. It's a four-day built-in weekend, folks. In addition to being on a Thursday, uh, since people get those those days off, I know a lot of folks take the Wednesday off, or other companies will actually give the Wednesday off as well. So before you know it, you really are only working one or two days that week. Second of all, the amount of and variety of food on Thanksgiving is it's legit. Uh, obviously, I've spent uh, spent time in Canadian Thanksgiving, which I'll get into in a little bit. But American Thanksgiving, they really know how to do it. It's, it's something that is it's so American. Like, bigger is better. And one version of mac and cheese is not enough. You need to have three or four. The spreads in some Thanksgiving tables that not just I've been to, that I've seen, that I've heard, it's immaculate. Third reason, football. Growing up in Canada, it was a real treat for me to, to come home, I think this was during my elementary school days, come home 2, 3 o'clock, uh, turn on the television and see football. Uh, on a school day, like watching the Dallas Cowboys play or seeing highlights of the Detroit Lions losing another another game. Um, it was fun. It was, it was tradition. But... I feel football has such a great connection and connotation with Thanksgiving. And really, I I think it was created to actually be aired and uh, televised on Thanksgiving because families really only have a couple things in common to talk about. Like you're flying in from wherever you're going to spend the entire day with your family. And within the first 10 minutes, you can probably catch up and feel like caught up with your siblings. Like, how about like cousin, cousin Randy? He collects rocks and plays video games most of the day. Like, try, try talking to that for more than 10 minutes. It's tough. That's where football comes in. It's a great outlet. Turn on the television, everyone because, becomes mesmerized. It uh, really brings families closer together. And like, football really starts the day off. Uh, and then after dinner comes in the closer, uh, and he goes by the name of Tryptophan. Yes, good old tryptophan. I, I, it's really the, the one time a year that everyone and their mother becomes tryptophan experts. You can't mention the word turkey or that you ate turkey or the turkey was delicious without someone reminding you about that thing inside the turkey that makes you oh so sleepy. And what I love is that people love to become experts so much that they slightly misremember the actual pronunciation. Like It starts off like... Tryptophan. Those are the people that every year know what they're talking about, the diehards. But then you have someone that reads uh Facebook feed and kind of mis- misguides the overall message and it becomes tryptophilia. You know, that tryptophilia that makes you sleepy. Soon you're saying oxycodone, or super califragilistic It doesn't matter. They all make you sleepy. But seriously, folks. When you combine all these elements of the day being Thursday, great day on the calendar, the food, massive, great feast, family, good for 10 minutes, the rest, questionable. And then football, which allows family to be so great. Really, the American Thanksgiving holiday is unbeatable. Now, I can go on and on about the various ways why I think the U.S. American Thanksgiving is... The top of the table, the the best on the calendar, but I want to make it more more personal, more more relatable, more experiential uh, with you, the listener. You know, I I want the Lucas Askew experience to be like you were in the room with me, that you were there that moment I had my first turkey dinner. Um, so let let me take you to the time capsule and bring you to November two thousand nine. Just the the setting, beautiful, beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm working for the University of Tennessee Athletic Department at the time and uh, volunteering, no pun intended. Um, the team's names, the volunteers, if you don't know. If you do know, that was a terrible joke. But So I'm, I'm actually, I'm not getting paid. So let's uh, just kind of paint that picture. Um, I'm volunteering, of uh, the goodness of my heart. Um, and for the love of college athletics. So I'm there, the University of Tennessee, and one of my bosses by the name of Doug Coase invites me and a few other staff members to his house for his annual Thanksgiving feast. Um, he has a relatively large-sized family. Uh, he's got Midwestern roots, so not all of them are here, but there's a, there's a fair number of folks showing up at the Coase household. Um, I show up, you know, wearing my favorite Argyle sweater, Dress shoes, my hair neatly combed back. Man, I I looked, I looked, I looked like the perfect cousin of Aunt Terry's side of the family. Um, so so I show up, not not only looking the part, but I brought a nice little bottle of the finest wine I could find at the only gas station that actually happened to be open on Thanksgiving Day. Um, no, it wasn't Franzia. It wasn't in a box or a bag. Um, I'm not that type of guy. It was a it was a nice infantile. You know, I I appreciate a, a good zin with uh, with my turkey dinner. So the moment I walk into the house, I'm treated like a true member of the family. Grandfathers are shaking my hand. Grandmothers are handing me quarters and using it as a welcoming gift for me. And even though I'm I'm from another country, they showed me the true meaning of Southern Hospitality. How can you not how can you not be in a good mom, good mood at the moment? There's, there's no way. So one, once the pleasantries were established, we get to the food portion of the day. Now, the, the entire kitchen, it, picture this, it's filled with dish after dish, and my eyes are basically popping out at the moment. Can't believe what I see. Now, growing up in Canada, we do have Thanksgiving. It's the second Monday of, in October. No, I'm not mistaking that with Columbus Day. Americans stole that time frame from us and tried to claim it as their own. Classic uh, Christopher Columbus of uh, America there. Uh, but Thanksgiving, it's a nice event in Canada. And a time to give thanks for our, the year's harvest. So you have your dinner with usually your immediate family. You cook a turkey, mashed potatoes, a few side dishes, pumpkin pie. It's a feast, don't get me wrong. But the grandeur of the event, it's its not quite the same as it was there in Knoxville, Tennessee. So coming coming back to the story, we're in the kitchen. Uh, it's brimming with food, and I'm a little overwhelmed. Uh, but I continue to fill my plate. Wanted to try everything. The the spread was, like I mentioned before, this, the spread was immaculate. You had the scintillating green bean casserole, piled on the succulent turkey, and I'm a I'm a wing guy, um, but the, the best part of my plate was by far the sweet potato pie. Now, I don't know where these sweet potatoes were raised, but they have had to have some of the best parents on the farm because the taste of the sweet potatoes were out of this world. The, the obvious sweetness of the potato was was mixed with this nice flaky crust, and it was it was topped by a delicately made marshmallow cover. Now I, I've I've tried to create this out of body culinary experience before, but you know, you know what they always always say? You never forget your first sweet potato pie. And I didn't. I to this day I still have dreams about that sweet potato pie, and it set the bar at a high level that I don't know if any other sweet potato pie can, can ever top. Um, so back back to it though enough of my uh, fantasies of, of food uh, so we're, we're back in the setting 2009 November Thanksgiving day we just just had the this amazing meal of my life um, what do we do next? We go outside and play a game of kickball all the children all the adults a big old game of kickball now I'm not whoa man that was uh that was puberty hitting I guess uh. 28 going on 14, but um, we're playing a game of, of kickball, and it's not just the run-of-the-mill game. I, I mean, this is like an intense Wedding Crashers flag football style game where Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn get pummeled uh, by Bradley Cooper. So my first few bats, you know, some small bunts, you know, light jogs to first base, you know, I don't I don't want to upstage people. I've I've got a great leg. Uh, you may not know. People, people actually don't really don't really know the the quality of my legs, but um, they're, they're one of my best features. But so first couple bats, you know, run of the mill. Before you know, I'm booting home runs and I'm pelting kids with balls half my age to keep them from advancing base. Like this this is an intense game and I'm I'm playing to win. And that's that's what it was all about. After about an hour crushing little kids' dreams uh, at kickball, we come back inside and, and mosey our way on over to the living room and actually start watching more intently the NFL football games going on. By this time of the day, it's the the second afternoon tilt. Um, the Dallas Cowboys were putting hurtin' on the Oakland Raiders back when they were terrible. Unla- unlike this year, they're... Uh, Raiders are leading the NFL West for all you uh, football fans out there. Uh, But as I sat on the couch, I could feel myself slowly dozing off. It was actually because of this thing called tryptophan. I don't know if you've heard this before, um, but it's what's in Turkey, which causes you to be sleepy afterward. So um, I'm sure that's the first time you've heard it. So you're... Much more knowledgeable because of it. Uh, but before I, I fully knocked off, uh, Mrs. Coase comes in and, and brings us some dessert. Now, I'm not going to go into the same level of detail um, about all the desserts that were in the room at that time. I don't know if we have enough time on this podcast. Uh, but I'll hone in on one particular dessert. Uh, it was the Southern Banana Puddin'. And yes, it's not pudding, it's puddin' in the South. Even though my stomach was definitely over max capacity, I worked up the energy uh, to try some of this pudding, uh, and it was literally to die for. Okay, not literally. Again, the wrong usage of that term. Uh, but too much of it can actually decrease, or not decrease, increase your risk of heart disease. So make sure you uh, consume this in moderation. But the the pudding itself, it had the right consistency, and, and let that banana flavor, just just take over your taste buds without feeling like a child cough medicine um, as I would get growing up. Um, but the, the pudding had had this taste to it and then broken off so neatly inside the pudding uh, were small Nilla wafers. Uh, often a forgotten cookie, um, if, if you ask me, because it do- doesn't have the same star power as a chocolate chip or an oatmeal. Um, but these... These Nilla wafers, they're solid, they're round, uh, and they're a great complement with any dip or pudding option. Such a great complement, actually. I had two helpings of pudding that day. So th- there you go, folks. That was that was my day in a nutshell. Uh, I hope you you felt like you were in the suburbs of, of Knoxville during the past few minutes, and you, you felt that experience like I did during my first Thanksgiving feast. Um, it definitely... S- set a high standard for all Thanksgivings to come uh, and uh, and although yeah, I feel I joke a lot about the, the family bit um, not wanting to talk to them for too long, um, it, it truly is. Family is truly what makes Thanksgiving so special. We'll be back with my closing thoughts right after this. Now I normally like to end my podcast with an upbeat message, something motivational, something to really spur you on for the upcoming week ahead. But with the Thanksgiving holiday around the corner and I'm being festive, I decided to switch it up this week. And instead, instead of a mo- motivational message, I wanted to talk about my favorite turkeys of the year. No, not, not the food. I'm talking about the individuals that, either made boneheaded mistakes or just lived their life in a precarious way that got them in the headlines for the wrong reasons. Now, I will first state I did think our president elect Donald Trump would be on this list. However, that's before I he became the president elect. So since he may be listening out there, I'm going to keep him off this list, put him higher up on uh, on another list, but For the turkeys of this year, I want to start off with Ryan Lochte. Yes, Ryan Lochte, the the one-time co-face of American swimming with Michael Phelps, of course. Lochte fell on tough times this year. First, he tried to bring back the Cisco look from 1999 with the white-dyed hair. Now, unfortunately, Ryan wasn't talking or singing about a female garment, undergarment, so, it didn't really have the same type of cachet as, as Cisco did back in 1999 with that hit song, the Thong Song. Uh, but Ryan, Ryan competed in the Rio Olympics this year. You know, his third and final games. He came away with another gold medal in the 200 free, bringing that career total to, to 12 medals. 12, 12 medals is nothing to scoff at. Um, that second most, again, behind Michael Phelps. Um, but if, if that was the end of the Rio Olympics for Ryan, it would be fine. He wouldn't be on this list. But Ryan had to be Ryan Lochte. And he did something that was classic Ryan Lochte. So after he finished competing, um, he, Ryan and a couple teammates went out in the town in Rio. And the next day, allegations came in that Ryan and and the teammates were robbed and actually held um, at gunpoint. A, a scary, scary thing. Um, and if you are following the Rio Olympics, safety was a concern more prior to the games than the actual games themselves. But Rio and Brazil they were priding themselves on providing kind of safety for the athletes, and this allegation kind of took a took a hit to the the overall image of the Rio Olympics. So Ryan Lochte goes on TV, conducts some interviews with the likes of Matt Lauer, Billy Bush. We'll get to him later. Uh, and, and really, it makes you feel a little sorry of, of what happened. You know, no one wants to, no one wants to be robbed. No one wants to be held up at gunpoint. So, kind of makes you uh, feel for Ryan a little bit. Now, I will say this was stemmed by Ryan's mother. I might add, as he actually first told her about the situation, and then the media frenzy began. So, um, just fun fact there. But a, a couple of days later, Ryan. Kind of flies home to the states, and Brazil officers continue to investigate this case. Um, and what we we find out is that the claims of robbery robbery are a little, a little bit a little away from the truth. The group actually, uh, what was reported, uh, broke a soap dispenser in the bathroom of a gas station, damaged a door, tore down a sign, and then used the premises to be their actual bathroom facility. You can visualize what that is. Um, so, Ryan has a lot to be thankful for this Thanksgiving. That had he remained in Brazil, he could have been charged on these crimes. Um, and could have received up to 18 months in jail. Um, all because, from what I suspect, is due to the soap dispenser running out too early. Now, if you've ever been to any bar, restaurant, it It is a pet peeve of mine for restaurants not to keep their soap dispensers stocked at all times. Um, But this gas station, probably in the middle of nowhere, um, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, But I've been there. Doesn't mean you should break the dispenser and damage a door. So, uh, I know, it can get a little heated. But Ryan Lochte, probably the best swimming turkey out of this year's bunch. Uh, Our next turkey of the year. Draymond Green, yes, Draymond Green, the the Golden State Warriors um, power forward, uh, Michigan State uh, graduate. The Golden State Warriors were the 2015 uh, NBA NBA champions, and we're going for back to back titles in 2016, face, facing the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, up th- three games to one, so they're they're one win away of a best of seven series uh, from winning back to back NBA titles. So, they had one game in Cleveland, followed by two at home, if necessary. They don't, and at home they would only lost a couple games all year. So, odds are in their favor. However, things changed a little bit. It's game four. Draymond Green uh, went all Ron Artest. Now this is before he changed his name to Metal World Peace, um, and sent a, a haymaker to LeBron James's sacred area after LeBron. Stepped over him, and uh, Draymond took offense to that. To um, so this kind of the flagrant foul, uh, Draymond had some some issues prior, uh, earlier on in the playoffs. So multiple flagrant fouls ended up getting him suspended for Game Five, and it was only one game. He could come back for Game Six and Seven, but the Warriors they lost their mojo uh, from then on and ended up losing three games straight, handing the NBA titles. Uh, NBA title to King James and the Cleveland Cavaliers so Draymond Green, Draymond Green maybe should give uh, the big piece of turkey to someone else this holiday season and uh, maybe get a little bit a uh, little bit better so he can uh, push through and uh, hopefully win another championship for uh, the Warriors this season next up on the, uh, the turkey of the year list Billy Bush yes I, I mentioned him earlier Good old Billy Bush. Uh, the one-time uh, Hollywood reporter. He was he was the it reporter. You you turned on the TV. It could be E, ABC, any entertainment channel. Billy Bush's face was probably on there. Um, it took a plunge a little late late this year. Now Billy was uh, Billy is actually a member of the the Bush conglomerate. Uh, that's George W. Bush Senior, George W. Bush Junior. Um, a cousin of of the Bushes, but Billy was was embroiled uh, late this year was in that a uh, Hollywood Access or Access Hollywood uh, Trump hot microphone incident where uh, Donald Trump and Billy Bush shared a little more than standard locker room talk, and through that tape leaking, the negative publicity uh, forced Bush to be put on leave initially, um, but it continued to spiral downhill and ended up resigning from the today show and hard to believe when i'm putting together this list of turkeys of the year and you say someone from the bush family's on it and it's not george w bush jr it's uh it's a little surprising but kudos to george w he's uh he's living the retirement life quite well in in texas so billy bush definitely a turkey of the year and finally our last turkey of the year isn't one person? It's a group of people, and these people make up collectively what we call polling agencies. Yes, polling agencies around the world—they had a rough year, from the Brexit miss, uh, where they predicted the Britain was not leaving the European Union. The night before, people woke up and realized that exit had been uh, actually coming to fruition um, from the so from the brexit miss to the absolute strong declaration of Hillary Clinton becoming the next president of the United States as we know that quite didn't happen uh, polling agencies definitely lost a lot of trust from the general public this year but to their defense I, I, I don't know why people can't give the weather or they they do give weather reporters a break when they're only right about 30% of the time, and they don't do the same for polling agencies. Weather reporters aren't trying to predict an irrational human being, and they still can't guarantee if I need an umbrella when I walk outside. Like, how how backwards is that? Moral of the story, always go out and vote, regardless of what a poll says. Uh, and also, moral of the story, remember to dress in layers, because... Definitely always easier to take something off than bundle up with clothes you didn't pack. But regardless, for all you polling gurus out there, you may want to look at another occupation because your services may not be called upon in the coming year. Those are turkeys of the year, and that's our show for this week. I'd like to thank Jason Marr for the great intro and closing music, as always. Also thanks to Joseph A. Bank for outfitting me for the show Even though you guys don't get to see me, I make sure I'm dressed to the nines for you all with one of the five suits that I purchased at Joseph A. Bank. And lastly, for all those traveling next week for Thanksgiving, safe travels. Uh, And to all, I hope you enjoy the holidays as much as I will with friends, family, and whoever. Take care and God bless.